Hey, I'm Ken. I'm the pastor here at FBC Lantana. And whether you join us for church online live with us this morning or whether you watched on demand and watching this video later, I just want to say thank you for joining us and making us a part of your day. You know, and, and whether you're watching us live or on demand, I just want to say make sure this doesn't replace you being connected to a local church. You know, where you can work on your relationship with Jesus and with others. And I know you may not live in our area, so you can't make us your church as much as we would love it. Uh, make sure you get connected to a local church somewhere. And I hope this sermon is a blessing to you and that it encourages you and strengthens your walk with Jesus. Welcome to FBC Lantana. You know, I, I really enjoy that video because you think about how many times in our own lives, you know, between our kids and our grandkids, you know, the first time they walked or they spoke for the first time. And then as dads, when they said, mama, we were like, really? What about me? You know, and it's always mama or daddy or I know a lot of the ladies out there, you know, the first words out of the kid's mouth is daddy. And you're like, well, wait a minute. I'm the one who's here with you all the time. But the first steps, first birthdays, you know, all these new beginnings we've had in life. And each one of us has had some type of new beginning. And I think it's interesting that when you look to Jesus, Jesus is all about giving people new beginnings. It's all about new begins for him. If you look through the Gospels and, and you look at the different stories in the Gospels, you see people getting new beginnings in life. I mean, even look at the life of the apostles, the apostles who were fishermen and tax collectors, and Jesus came in and radically changed their life. And they left everything to follow him. They left everything for this new beginning to follow him and even after he died, when they initially thought that maybe it was over, we found out from reading God's word that it was only the beginning of God's story for them. And each one of us in our own lives at some point have had this new beginning or this new time in our life. And there's probably this chapter in our life where Jesus came into it and gave us a new beginning. We got this fresh start with Jesus in our life. And it hasn't been a perfect, it's not going to be perfect, but yet we're able to begin something new. It's kind of like we had that new car smell in our soul. You know, everyone likes the smell of a brand new car. And when we met Jesus, it's like our soul got this new car smell. We got this new beginning with Jesus. And the Bible, of course, with that transformation, calls us a new creation. And each one of us became a new creation in Jesus. And that's what's so great about Jesus. He gives us a new beginning. We can honestly have a new beginning with Jesus each and every day if we choose to accept what he's got for us. So as we start this series, I encourage you, get the most out of it. You know, this isn't going to be just a, a series where you just sit here and listen. It's going to require some participation, which I'll talk about in a little bit. Um, but I want to put stuff into practice during this five-week series that will make us truly have a new beginning with this new year. 
Um, and as this series goes on, that we'll be intentional with things that we do in our lives. And, and here's the cool part. Each one of us will be able to benefit from it. Every one of us will be able to benefit from this new beginning from this series. And I believe God is going to help us grow in a huge way during this series as we start out 2022. You know, so today as we kick off this series, we're going to look at a woman who was given a new beginning when Jesus met her at a well. And what you're going to see with her new beginning is it started with a new heart. Basically, Jesus changed her heart and gave her a new heart. And hopefully what we're going to see is that Jesus transformed the woman at the well's heart and he can transform our heart, whether or not we have a relationship with him or not, or if our walk with him has maybe grown a little bit cold. Because unfortunately, sometimes we get caught in the mundane and our relationship and that new beginning kind of wears off like that new car smell goes away. And our new beginning, our new creation kind of wears off and we just kind of go through the motions. So if you have your Bibles, what we're going to do today is going to be in John chapter 4. We're going to be in verses 1 through 30. I'm going to start out just reading the first 15 verses and then I'll read the rest afterwards. If you don't have a Bible with you, there is one on, in front of you in the pew. And if you joined us online, uh, for Church Online, there is a Bible app right there that you can click Bible and go ahead and read with us. But as I said, we're going to be in John chapter 4, verses 1 through 30. But I'm going to start out just reading verses 1 through 15. Let's go to God's Word. It says, When Jesus learned that the Pharisees had heard he was making and baptizing more disciples than John, though Jesus himself was not baptizing, but his disciples were, he left Judea and went again to Galilee. <coughs> Excuse me. He had to travel through Samaria, so he came to a town of Samaria called Sychar, near the property that Jacob had given his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, worn out from his journey, sat down at the well. It was about noon. A woman of Samaria came to draw water. Give me a drink, Jesus said to her because his disciples had gone into town to buy food. How is it that you, a Jew, ask for a drink from me, a Samaritan woman? She asked him, for Jews do not associate with Samaritans. Jesus answered, if you knew the gift of God and who is saying to you, give me a drink, you would ask him and he would give you living water. Sir, said the woman, you do not even have a bucket. And the well is deep. So where do you get this living water? You, you aren't greater than our father Jacob, are you? He gave us the well and drank from it himself, as did his sons and livestock. Jesus said, everyone who drinks from this water will get thirsty again. But whoever drinks from the water that I will give him will never get thirsty again. In fact, the water I will give him will become a well of water springing up or springing up in him for eternal life. Sir, the woman said to him, give me this water so that I won't get thirsty and come here to draw water. Heavenly Father, as we dig into your word this morning, Lord, we ask that you open up our eyes to see what it is you want us to see. Open our ears that we may hear your voice. And Lord, may your words be, may my words be yours. May you be glorified when we make this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. So the first thing I want you to see is this woman experienced life-changing power of Jesus. 
She experienced the life-changing power of Jesus, and he transformed her heart, and he's able to transform our hearts also. I think it's significant that Jesus here is talking to not only a Samaritan, but a Samaritan woman. And as he's taking this time, understanding Jews and Samaritans didn't get along. They didn't get along during this time. Samaritans were considered like a half-breed or the leftovers or the left-outs. They had many disagreements with the Jews about God, but one of the biggest disagreements they had is the Jews looked down on them because they intermarried with non-Jews. So they actually considered them not part of the Jewish race or the Jewish nation. And, and you know, Jesus, think about it, Jesus even at other times when, when the Jews were trying to be like, oh, well, we're, the, we're God's chosen people. We're this or we're that. And God, uh, Jesus even used a Samaritan in a parable to show them the way that they were living. And if you remember the good Samaritan, again, it was someone who was a half-breed or someone who was a leftover or left out that Jesus used to show the Jews that they weren't all that they thought they were. And then here again, we see that he's talking to a Samaritan woman at a well. And the first thing we're going to see and the first thing that we saw is that she had a listening heart. Her heart was open to listen to what Jesus had to say. And that was in verses 10 through 15. You see, she came for regular water, but she didn't realize she needed living water. She didn't realize what she really needed in this time. And, and Jesus is using her need for water as an illustration uh, to show that what she really needed was something more. And what she was trying to do actually couldn't fulfill her life. Um, and she was more focused on physical needs than what she really needed in her life. And think about your own life. How many times do we do the same thing? You know, we, it, the important things get left out because of things like work, kids, you know, meetings, all these different needs that we have in our life. And we kind of push out what we really need in our life. Because we get it so caught up in everything else with, oh, we got this deadline to meet, or we got this we've got to do, or we've got this we've got to do. And in the middle of all this, Jesus has a message for each one of us if we have a listening heart. But unfortunately, we get crowded out, and the voice of God, we don't hear it because we're so busy doing these chores of like getting water. You know, getting water, going through our regular everyday life of school, work, kids, meetings, and everything else. Them are all regular water kind of things. Exactly what she's doing. She was just going to draw water. And Jesus is telling her there's so much more. And we get caught up the same way in our life. There's so much more that God wants for our life. And we get so caught up because we're stuck doing water chores. We're doing water chores instead of doing what he's called us to do. You know, I think it's, you know, as we look at this, you know, look back over the last year. Did you accomplish what you wanted to accomplish spiritually last year? Did you get plenty of living water? Or did you just go get a lot of water out of a well? Were you hydrated with God? You know, it, as I was reading this, I got to thinking about water. And of course, when I wasn't feeling good last week, water was my best friend. But have you ever been just working and doing them watering chores, going and getting regular water, and then you actually take a drink of it? 
And when you take that drink, you just feel that coolness running down your throat. And it feels like your body's being revived because of the water that you're drinking. And I think it's interesting as you do that, especially if you're sick and you drink that water, you feel like you've got all of this energy inside of you. And I picture that's exactly what Jesus is telling her. You will never thirst again. And when the Holy Spirit comes into our life and we just feel it going through our veins and just nourishing our body and giving us that energy like a nice cool drink on a hot day. And that's what Jesus is trying to say. This is what I want to give you. I want to give you this living water that you're going to feel move inside of you instead of just going through the chores of getting water each and every day. Remember, she came out at noontime in the heat of the day to get this water. And I think that, you know, Jesus has this invitation for each of us. We just got to have a listening heart. We just got to be listening to him and doing what he calls us to do. And that means that the basics of life sometimes need to be put on pause. Sometimes we need to put life on hold to listen to what God's got for us. And I'm sorry if you don't want to do that, but it's the truth. You've got to put life on hold. We get so drugged down by everything else that we don't have a listening heart because of life in general. We've grown cold to what God is in our life. We've gotten used to just going through motions. You know, and so besides just now having a listening heart, I think the next thing we need to have is a prioritized heart. So if our heart is listening, then we need to prioritize it. And you actually see this in verses 16 through 18, where it says this. Go call your husband, he told her, and come back here. I don't have a husband, she answered. You have correctly said I don't have a husband, Jesus said. You've had five husbands. And the man you now have is not your husband. What you have said is true. I think it's interesting here. Jesus identifies this lady's reality to her very quickly. He identifies her reality and what's kept her from being truly connected with God. She's been trying to have a relationship, and apparently many failed. She's had five failed marriages, and she's in a sixth living with someone that's not her husband. And she's looking for this satisfaction of life in a romantic way. And Jesus is telling her, it's not going to come there. You're not going to find it the way that you're finding it. And she's had all these many failed attempts. And the problem is her priorities of her heart are wrong. She's trying to find satisfaction through life through somebody else. And we may not have five ex-husbands or five ex-wives and be living with someone else. But I think we kind of get caught in the same thing. We get caught looking for satisfaction in something besides God. We look for satisfaction inside this world. And in some cases, it might be inside your job. It might be with your kids. Living vicariously through your kids. Man, I couldn't play, you know, football, but man, look at my boy. You know, hey, I didn't go to college, but look at my kids. You know, we live vicariously through others that way, or even through TV shows or dramas or whatever it may be instead of being connected with God. 
instead of prioritizing and making him the beginning of our life. And I think that's why Jesus says in Matthew 6, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. It's about prioritizing him to be first in our life. We've got to seek him first in everything that we do. And that's what he's telling this woman here. We need to put God first and everything else in our life will go in the right direction. And like I said, it might not be messy. Uh, it might not be perfect. It may be a little messy. But think of this. Who would you be better driving your life, you or God? You think about how many times have we driven our own life and where we ended up, how we ended up. And all of a sudden, we need to come back to God and say, God, forgive me for this and this and this. I tried to do it on my own. Because we set priorities around other things instead of prioritizing our heart around him. So, you know, we see we need a listening heart. We need a, a prioritized heart. And I think the last thing we need is a connected heart. We need to be connected. <clears throat> And it says, you know, we see it in verse 19 through 24, but I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to read the rest of the story from verse 19 to 30. And it says this, Sir, the woman replied, I see that you are a prophet. Our ancestors worshiped on this mountain, but you Jews say that the place to worship is in Jerusalem. Jesus told her, Believe me, woman, an hour is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You Samaritans worship what you do not know. We worship what we do know because salvation is from the Jews. But an hour is coming and, now, and is now here when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. Yes, the Father wants such people to worship him, God is spirit, and those who worship must worship in spirit and in truth. The woman said to him, I know that the Messiah is coming who is called the Christ. When he comes, he will explain everything to us. Jesus told her, I, the one speaking to you, am he. Just then, the, his disciples arrived and they were amazed that he was talking with a woman, yet no one said, what do you want? Or why are you talking with her? Then the woman left her water, uh, left her water jar went into town and told the people, come and see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could this be the Messiah? They left the town and made their way to him. So I think what we see here is Jesus clarified this woman's misunderstanding of where God needed to be worshiped. You see, she was so focused on a location. This, you know, where should we be? And understand, worshiping God's not going to take place in Jerusalem. It's not going to take place on a mountain. It's not about a certain location. It's not about being here inside these four walls. It's about faith. It's about connecting with him in faith and in spirit. It's not about a location. It's not about a place. It's about your spirit and your heart. And Jesus was helping her to see the importance of setting aside her traditions and opening her heart to a real connection with God, opening up to who he really is. You know, and the real connection isn't made by being in a temple or a mountaintop. It's made by a connection with Jesus. 
If you want to connect with God and be closer to the Father, you got to get there through Jesus. And that's exactly what Jesus is telling her. It's not about a place. It's not about this location. And too many times we get caught up like that. I've got to go here to worship. I've got to do this to worship. The Bible says wherever two or three are gathered, he is there. So whether you're here inside the house or joining on church online, you're still in the house. You're still worshiping God. It's it's not about the location. It's about your heart. And see, too many of us got way too used to doing these traditional things. You know, and don't get me wrong, you know, going to church is a good thing. Giving to church is a good thing. Getting involved in church, volunteering, whether it's for the clothes closet, the brown box distribution, whether it's being an usher, a greeter, a prayer partner, you know, eventually getting people out in the parking lot, all of them are good things. But the best thing, and that doesn't connect you with, is God and through Jesus Christ. All of those things are good. You're showing the fruits of the Spirit. You're showing that you belong, but they don't get you to heaven. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying don't come to church. I'm just saying don't get so caught up that it becomes a habit. Because you see, a lot of us do that a habit. It's because it's Sunday morning. I got to go to church. I got paid, so I got to give my tithe. Well, the brown box ministry, the clothes closet is coming up, so I need to be there. So, you know, some of my friends are going to be there, so I'm just going to hang out and talk anyway. The reason we do that is to help those in need. It's great to have the camaraderie and come together, but our focus needs to be on Jesus first and doing what his word called us to do and having that connection with God through Jesus Christ. Don't get caught up just going through the motions. Because we do that all, a lot. New car smell goes away for a reason. Because we start to use it and it just becomes something that we do each and every day. You think about a brand new car, you don't eat in it, you don't do other things in it for about a month or so. Then all of a sudden you start having food and drinks in it. Now all of a sudden you look in your back seat and your kid's eating Cheetos and you realize you didn't bring any Cheetos. So they've been in the back seat for a while and they found them. And what happens is because of that, we get into a routine. Don't let your connection with Jesus become a routine. Let it be that new beginning each and every day. Let it be a fresh start each day. You know, we go into the new year and everyone says, it's a new year, it's a new you, it's, it's going to be a great, great, great year. Got to be better than last year. And we make New Year's resolutions and we're, what, day nine? Today's the ninth, right? How many people have broken New Year's resolution already? Think about it, you're only nine days in and you've already broken a New Year's resolution. This year's gonna be better than last year. This year can be better than last year if we connect with Jesus. If we connect with Jesus, prioritize our heart, connect with him, and do what we're called to do. It can be a better year than years past. But it's up to you not to just do the same old thing. You think about it, you know, so many times we do, we get caught up on this, I'm good at being religious. I'm good at the religious things. I try and keep the Ten Commandments. I fail, but I try. 
You know, I go to church. There's Sundays I don't want to be here. Then I remember I got to preach, so I got to come. Patty tells me, you know, you're the pastor. You got to be there, so I got to come sometimes. But remember, it's not about the location. It's about your heart. Make sure your heart's in the right place. And like I said at the beginning, Jesus transformed the woman at the well's heart, and he can transform your heart. Whether or not you have a relationship with him or not, and even if your walk has grown cold, as we start a new year with new beginnings, make it a new year and a new you with Jesus. He's inviting you to a relationship with him. Every single day, he invites us to a relationship. He reveals to this woman in verse 25 and 26 who he is. It says, the woman said to him, I know that the Messiah is coming who is called the Christ. When he comes, he will explain everything to us. Jesus told her, I, the one speaking to you, am he. Life can only be found in a relationship with Jesus. New beginnings can only start with him. The only way we can have a relationship with God in heaven is through Jesus Christ. And I encourage you work on that relationship. And if you don't know Jesus, I encourage you to ask him into your life. If you don't know who he is, God's word says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Invite him into your life and start a new beginning. And maybe you're sitting here and you, you got to reconnect. You know, somewhere along the line, your heart stopped listening to God. You stopped listening and everything else is getting in your way. Well, maybe that connection with him has just gotten out of the way because you haven't prioritized your heart. So as you go through this week and as we go through this time, you know, I said at the beginning that we're going to be able to do some practical application. During the course of this series, during the week, you're going to get some text messages. You're going to get some emails of ways to dig deeper into each week. And like I said, if you haven't done it, sign up for the Journey Bible Study as a way to go deeper. And, and you may think, well, I've been a believer for a long time. But if you're not hearing God's voice because you don't have a listening heart and you haven't prioritized your heart to him, that he's the first and foremost in your life, and you've lost that connection because you've been going through life, just kind of doing life, the Journey Bible Study will be a good Bible study for you. So I encourage you, do the Bible study, read the text messages and emails during the course of the week, and put this into practical application. Make it a new year, a new you with a new beginning. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we come to you today and we thank you. We thank you for who you are. We thank you for everything you do in our life. And Lord, I raise up this congregation to you, whether they're here in this room or joined us for church online. Lord, that if they don't have a relationship with you, that they will make that relationship happen today. Lord, that maybe they've had that listening heart, but they haven't made that 
prioritized you to be part of it. And they haven't made that connection yet, Lord. Lord, that they will make that connection today and accept you as their personal Lord and Savior. And Lord, for those who have been going through life just putting themselves first instead of you, Lord, that they will put you first. Knowing that you are still on the throne, you haven't changed, we have. And Lord, that we will prioritize and put you first in everything that we do so that we can hear you and that we can stay connected to you. And Lord, that you will be the first thing we think about in the morning and the last thing we think about before we go to bed. And Lord, that we will guide our life based on you and your word. And Lord, if anyone's still struggling with that, Lord, I ask that you just convict them and that they will seek you throughout this series and throughout this week. And Lord, I ask that you bring us back again next week and that you keep us safe and that you continue to fill your house. And we make this prayer in Jesus' name, amen. Hey, thanks again for joining us here today at FBC Lantana for Church Online. And, and, and if, if you enjoyed what you saw today, I'd just like to ask you to go ahead, go to our website and, and help support this ministry as we try and outreach and reach the lost for Jesus Christ. And you can just go to our website, fbclantana.com slash give, um, and you can make an online donation right there. Again, I encourage you to get connected to a local church, and especially if during this message you felt compelled to accept Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, definitely go tell somebody. Let someone know because that is the greatest decision you could ever make in your life. And, and from there, get connected to a local church. Hey, we would love to provide you with some resources with that. You can go to our website, fbclantana.com, and on the very front page, you say, give my life to Jesus. Click on there, and at the bottom of there, there's some links and some good information for you. And just wanted to say, welcome to the family.